Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, March 19th, 2007. SWOT Analysis, Part 3 of 3. Hi, this is Mike, and on behalf of Mark and I, welcome to Manager Tools. Today, we finish up our conversation about strategy and simple SWOT analysis. If you haven't listened to the two previous casts on the topic, you may want to go back, download those, and have a listen before continuing with this one. So, you've been warned. So here we go with, yes, the last part of our series on strategy and SWOT. Okay, so now presenting your your simple SWOT plan to your boss. Yeah, sure. You go to the boss, show her the timeline, show her the meeting details. We'll talk about that a little bit and, and get her inputs and changes. Make sure she knows that you've already talked to a few key presenters and that they're on board and they like it. Um, uh, don't go to the boss first. Oh, <laughs> please don't do that because the boss will say, no, I want this and this and this and this and this. And then you will look bad when your presenters don't do what they are told to do by your boss. It will be your fault and it won't be that the strategy fails, it will be that the process fails. If the strategy fails, but the process worked, then okay, your boss messed up. Mm. Um, but it's, that's very different than the process not getting the boss what she needs to get um, in, out of the process itself. Yeah, the, the, boss, the boss owning the, the process and the strategy is incredibly important. We, talked about, we alluded that, to that earlier when we talked about communicating and the fact that strategy is often as much about what you're not going to do as it is what you are going to do the this versus that conversation yes um and if the boss doesn't own it the boss can't have the conversation about not doing things and that's the, the more difficult of the two i think Right. In the previous week, we talked about trial balloon and getting people's buy-in. Well, don't think that you're telling the boss, this is what we're going to do. You're offering this up to the boss and saying, boss, I want this to be yours. If it can't be yours, you need to tell me what you want changed so that when you communicate it to your direct reports, it will be your process to create a strategy that you can operationalize. Um, It's her process. You are her facilitator. You're not the strategy guy. Okay. If the boss doesn't own the strategy, the strategy will fail. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can say that differently. If the boss doesn't own the strategy, the strategy will fail. And, and to your point, Mike, if the boss doesn't own the process, even if you are holding the process's hand for her, if the boss doesn't own her process that leads to the strategy, the strategy will fail as well. People will begin to bail and, and see you as a scapegoat um, and then start siding with the boss against you. And that's called business triangulation. And it's not good for you because you don't have the power. <laughs> right. Even if you're the most important number two of the boss. Yep. Now, now the next day, the, ne- the next step is communicating the SWAT process. Now, in fact, you as a facilitator, that's, this is one step that you don't get to do. You just you get to delegate this to your boss, right? The boss, yeah, exactly. the boss <laughs> communicates the strategy. Yes, of the yeah, but, but let, let's be clear though. Basically, you send a mail to the boss, which includes the templates, which includes the slides, includes the agenda for the first meeting, um, and um, and um, also meeting requests for everybody. And it goes from the boss to everybody rather than you sending it. Uh, out. There's an enormous difference. I, yeah. I'm amazed that people don't understand that difference. She doesn't have to write it. You can't delegate that part. 
No, I don't. No, as long hmm. as long as it comes from her, if she if the boss sends the mail, that it's as if she wrote it. And and look, it also includes your role as a facilitator. Although, please don't include your name in the first paragraph. Gee whiz. <laughs> hey, everybody. Mark will be running our strategy process. And, and he came up with this great process that we're going to follow. Kiss of death. Kiss of <laughs> he's, death. He's when your such name a great is, guy. When your name is in the first paragraph, kiss of death, you want your name in the last paragraph of the email that you draft. Okay. Right. <laughs> and then you also want to say that you're going to be visiting with everybody in weeks five and six, or whichever week you're in. Um talking about uh, helping them with their work around the process. Yeah, so all, all the high eyes should resist the temptation to have their name in every other sentence. Yes, exactly. Okay. I don't know what we're doing, but Mark is going to help us because he's really good. He's so smart. Yeah, great. Okay, um, so you've communicated it, and now you've got to persuade them to work in advance. Again, critical step. Um, biggest mistake that people make. The best, the best way to do this is to allow everyone to say whatever they want while keeping within the templates, okay? But basically what you're doing is you're saying to them, you are going to have to present opportunities and threats at the first meeting or at the second meeting, which is the, the first meeting may take two or three, may have two or three installments to get through external, and then you may have two or three installments to get through internal. Um, but you will be presenting based on what you know. And um, you may have to call in a few markers in order to get somebody to go first. But once the ice is broken, it works fine after that. Um, but, but they have to understand that strategy is not coming from somewhere else. SWAT is them presenting how they see the landscape. It's going to be their snapshot of the map of the landscape that they're operating in. Um, it is necessary that people do work in advance of the meeting, and then the meeting has the ability to be something special because of the advance work. You cannot do the work in front of one another. It has to happen in advance. Slides have to be filled out uh, in order for it to be effective. If, if boss says, no, no, let's make, it, let's make it truly creative. Let's do it like the design firms. Let's just make it a free-for-all. We'll do use special electronic brainstorming techniques. It's crap. It doesn't work. Don't do it. People are too afraid. They're afraid they're supposed to know all this stuff, and when they have to get in front of the boss and they haven't thought about it with their feet up at the end of the day or first thing in the morning, which is really when they should be doing it, when their brains are fresh, um, if they don't do the work in advance when everybody has to do it in front of the boss, it just doesn't work. I know because I've tried to get bosses to do it the other way, and they've said, no, 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 I want to make it creative. I want to make it a juicy meeting. I want to really exchange ideas and throw things up against the wall. And bosses wonder why. There are people look at them with dumb looks on their faces because the boss throws out an idea that disagrees with one of his directs, and so nobody says anything else. Because unfortunately, bosses, when you have an idea, it trumps everybody else's ideas in the room. And people like to have their ideas be somewhat similar to you. I know you're the one boss that's different, but maybe not. So, yeah. sorry. Sorry. How, how about those malcontents or rebellious folks out there? Uh, yeah, um, you know, my my feeling is um, if if you, I I don't want to tie them down too tightly. I am willing to let them be a little bit messy. And now is the time to hear all ideas. 
to give everyone your own sense of how things working. Yeah, we want them to be within the temple a little bit. But if somebody wants to throw a curveball, we don't mind. Um, if, if the curveball is good, the, the, what actually happened was the template allowed them to step outside of it, in my opinion. Um, so uh, there's going to be some rebellion. Uh, there's going to be one or two people that just don't do a good job, but think that they don't like the template. And so they're either, they're going to stand out in a negative way, but there's also a chance that somebody will say, you know, I looked at all this and I prepared all this stuff. And I have one other slide I want to share with you that I think will really be helpful. Um, and that one slide that may have two or three great insights is not a reason to abandon the process or the templates, but in fact, the templates help people think creatively about it. Um, now, if there are only two presenters, you don't want two people throwing the templates overboard. But then that probably just means you didn't do your you didn't do your homework in terms of briefing the boss and briefing everybody on what they're going to be doing. Right. Okay. So you've got to get people to do the work in advance. You've got to see their slides before they present. If somebody says, "I won't show you my slides until I actually present," you cannot do the meeting. And that means the bot. You go into the bot. You ask them a couple times. Say, "Look, the meeting's next week, and I need your slides." And they say, oh, "I'm sorry, we're busy. I'll get them to you right before the meeting." No, you go to the boss and say, "Look, I've, I've seen this before. I know how this is done. I've never done it, but I know that if it comes in at the last minute, we're going to get crap. We need to do something about that." And the boss says, "Hey, look, we need to see the stuff in advance." When can you have it? And even if you have to move the meetings back a couple of times, move them back. Get the slides first. Good. And our, our next step is as important as this one is. That the next one's important as well in sense of um, tightly scheduling the meetings because these these meetings can they can drag on uh, forever. Oh gosh, yes. Uh, we recommend three hour meetings tops. The first meeting starts with the boss talking about her need for strategy. What she wants to have come out of the process, that's after welcome and purpose. Or actually, it's after welcome. The boss talks about purpose. Um, you want to be taking notes because inevitably the boss throws a couple of curveballs at you. You want to get those down. After about 15 minutes of the boss on the agenda, um, you, as the facilitator, walk through the logistics and the overall process and the templates. What we, You talk about what you've already done. You, then you talk about this particular meeting's focus which is, of course, in the first one, external opportunities and threats. That takes maybe 15 minutes. And with all the admin you're into of the meeting, about 45 minutes by now. And you turn it over to the first presenter, and then you walk, watch all hell, all hell break loose. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, depending upon the size of the group and its scope, you're going to give each participant 30 to 45 minutes to go over their external analysis. That means at your first meeting, you may have time for four to six presenters, give or take, up to that three-hour mark. Um, based on those rough time guidelines, you'll know how many meetings you have to have. Please don't have five external meetings that are all three hours long because every, all five presenters want three hours. Don't do that. At some point, after about 45 minutes to an hour, there's no more good coming out of that person's mouth. Right. But your, your point here, though, also is that I think it's a common mistake is to try to get it all done in one meeting. If you, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. You can't. It just doesn't work because people die. They just they just, after three hours, people's brains are mush and you don't want mushy brains when you're trying to decide strategy. You want freshness. OK. Um, it's OK to have two or three or four or five meetings either about the external and then two to three to four or five even about the internal. Totally fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. Give everybody the time they need. Uh, now, look, you're going to have to give people time hacks if they start going over. Um, and one other thing, whoever goes first on external, 
gets to go last on internal. Because what will happen is somebody will say, I want to go last on external. And then what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll think that they can get away with giving you their slides after other people have already presented, which is very, very bad. Okay? Because they'll end up with, like we said, with smaller ideas. And then they'll want to go last again. And in other words, you'll be punishing somebody who was willing to go first. So the guy who goes first, the gal who goes first on the external gets to go last on internal. They get punished by having to be quick up front, but then they're done and they can wait around until next phase. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Now, the, the next two points are really not steps, but they're important to keep in mind. Think of SWOT as strategic brainstorming. It is not designed to get an answer that says strategy and double underline it and say check off, I get an A plus on the test. It's designed to make clear the map and then based on the map, you're going to say, okay, based on what we know about the enemy and what we know where our goal is, what do we believe is the best way to navigate in this map? But it does not present magically a navigation path. Sometimes it's obvious, but that doesn't mean the process itself gave it to you. That The, 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 the navigation path is a decision that comes from, but is not necessarily a part of SWAT. SWAT is just the brainstorm that helps you that gives you the process to lay that landscape, lay the map over the man- landscape. And then again, the other key step is that everybody presents. You've got, you, not everybody, there may be one or two people who don't, but if you have more than one or two people who are um, not presenting, that's not good. You've got too many audience members uh, at the meeting. And these meetings grow, they grow. People want to pop in and then they want to stay for two hours. Bad and, idea. Yeah, and that might in fact be the best way to determine who needs to participate or not. Going back to one of our previous steps, if 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 it's pretty clear that the person is not going to present, then the, perhaps they just shouldn't be in the meeting. Yes, and you tell the boss, look, if, they, if there are going to people who are going to say, I'd really love to come, and you say, hey, great, thanks, and we've got to have focus, and you're going to get all the notes, and it'll be okay. Yeah. Or tell them, hey, have them come see me, and then you steal yourself and say, no, thank you, but no. Okay. Now, um, so each meeting gets done. You've got a step to follow up promptly each time. Um, we do not recommend that everybody gets everybody else's slides until the meeting actually starts. Okay. Hmm. Why is that? Because as soon as everybody starts reading everybody else's slides, there tends to be a, a, a central tendency that we want to try to avoid. We want to keep some creativity in the meetings. Oh, the, um, the group so, thing. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are going to be questions that come up and, and essentially parking lot items that we need to address. There are going to be to-dos that get created. The boss says, gee, we really need to know more about that. Can somebody please find out what our competitive, uh, how much marketing budget we'll be able to have next year, for instance? Like, oh, yeah, we need that. You don't have to worry about all that stuff in advance. It'll come out naturally in the process, and the process will give you plenty of time because it lasts weeks to get all that data in between meetings. If you wait 48 hours between meetings... It's a little bit easier on you in terms of taking care of to-dos and parking lot, but you tend to lose the flow. Um, If you can do them every 24 hours, that's great, but sometimes it's just not possible. And sometimes you have to wait a week, and it's still fine to do that as well. It really depends on your organization and its size, um, how much time between meetings. Yeah, in in very large organizations, I've seen... You know, literally going weeks in between meetings just because yes. a- every yeah. meeting results in a lot of action between you know, yeah. afterwards to, 
to, to gather data or information prior to the next. So, Yeah, and often what that is is people's trying to do the strategy at the same time doing SWAT, which happens quite a bit, but you can't all of a sudden throw the SWAT overboard. You've got to keep going through the process so that next year it happens in half the time and you get twice the results. Good. And then the last step, it really, which is not really a SWAT step, but it is the, the, the culmination of it, is assessing the pile of data that this strategic brainstorming process gives you. And that's dependent upon the boss. It could be, okay, hey, facilitator person, we're going to, why don't you put all the slides together, give us the key insights, characterize it as best you can, and we'll do a four-hour debate, and we'll try to figure out where we go from there, and we'll put out some key to-dos, and we'll come back with some, we'll, we'll say, person A, manager A over there, you come up with a strategy about going into Eastern Europe, manager B, you come up with a strategy about going to South America, manager C, you go about you go about a strategy about double down our bet on technology, um, and we'll come back and see what the margins are, see what we believe we can do, and, and then we'll have a, a dogfight and see who wins. That happens a lot. Right. And, and then that is strategy. Exactly. Yes, yeah. very much. So that's it. <laughs> Surely we're at an hour now, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to create the process. We've given you a rough timeline. Um, you've got to trial balloon that process um, to some participants who are going to be presenters so that they're bought in. Um, you've got to brief the boss after you've got some buy-in and some input from people who are going to present. You communicate the process to the organization who are included. Um, doesn't hurt to send out an informational mail that we're going to be going through this, even if you're not invited. Um, you've got to persuade people to work in advance. Critical, critical step. You cannot have it magically happen in the meetings. It doesn't work. It's been tried. Um, you've got to keep the meeting scheduled pretty tightly, no longer than three hours, 45 minutes roughly per presenter, per topic. Um, think of it as strategic brainstorming. Everybody presents. Uh, almost everybody. Um, sometimes the boss presents, sometimes he or she doesn't. Uh, I recommend doing so and doing so last. Um, follow up promptly after each meeting for the to-dos and parking lot issues and tasks. And then once you're done, you're going to assess the pile of data and figure out what possible strategy exists and then figure out which one's doable and then make a choice. That's it. Cool. Yeah, simple. Yeah, easy. Yeah, this is, you know, for, for a lot of our listeners, this may not be something they engage in immediately or for some period of time. So it's great that it's sitting there on their iPod or whatever. They can listen to it when appropriate. Um, but the other the other thing is you, you don't have to be the CEO or the, you know, the, the head of some major department to think about strategy. You have a team of a team of 10 people. You still have strategy. It's more confined. It's more more directed. But. Um, I'd encourage folks to think a little bit about um, using this on a on a much smaller scope. If you, if your initial reaction is, "Well, this is this is great," but it's it's not something I can use. I, I I'll tell you what. Even if you don't think that your organization is big enough to justify having a strategy, let's have everybody go through the process of analyzing the external forces and internal strengths and weaknesses and so on. So that when we actually get to the level of director and we're actually making these decisions, we won't be learning both process and content for the first time. It's a bit like interviewing before you're ready for a promotion so you can understand how your company handles promotional interviews and internal opportunity interviews. You don't want to be learning about both the process of being interviewed internally and the content of what they're going to interview you about when it's on the line. You want to have the process already behind the scenes. You want to understand that. Same thing here. Nothing wrong with taking your group through 
it. And when, so that when all of your people go elsewhere, they can say, oh, no, I, I've done SWOT before. I understand it. I've got a series of templates here. We did it on a very small scale, probably pretty minuscule compared to what we're talking about now. But, but I've been through it before. I understand what it works. I know it takes a number of weeks to do it, and that's fine. That comes across a lot more effectively from a director than when another director says, no, I've never done it. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great. And, I guess you won't be the facilitator. <laughs> yeah, and, and having done it, it's a great place. And then once, once you have it, you have it there on your shelf or whatever. And as you learn new information about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, you have a place to record it. There you go. And, and, and place it. So now at the end of the year, when you start talking about performance management and all the other things that we've talked about in the past – you have kind of an updated analysis. It's not something you have to do completely every single single year. Just keep it updated right. throughout the year as you learn about your environment. Right. Perfect. Good. All right, my friend. Thank Thanks you, again. sir. You bet. See ya. Well, that's it for this week. Hopefully you'll find this useful next time you have to think about strategy. Give the process a shot and let us know how it works for you on the Manager Tools discussion forums. www.manager-tools.com dot com forward slash forums so until next week folks have a great one so long <laughs>